Brady. This is Club Hell. Thanks for coming, kids. Hey, Hello. This is Notes from the Back Row. A cinema podcast of commentary, questions, answers, dreams, fears, joy rides, hell rides, and so much more. So strap in for a veritable cinematic Coney Island of the Mind. Hello and welcome to another episode of Notes from the Back Row with myself, Dan, and Carlo. You. This episode we are doing something amazing and I'm really excited about it because it is, as you can tell from the title of the podcast you're listening to, Hoser Horror. Um, we're doing Canadian horror movies. We're going to try and make this an ongoing thing. It's not going to be chronological or in-depth in the sense of that we're tracking it over time it's mostly going to be you know maybe maybe a double feature of canadian horror movies that we think go well together or um share some kind of similarities or or you know compare and contrast totally so totally carlo yeah (laughs) so what is your experience with canadian stuff canadian cinema in general uh it's not something i was very aware of like back in the day watching movies uh like i'd even say like pre-letterboxd like i wouldn't even think about if like even the accents i wouldn't be able to tell if something was canadian (laughs) or american which i can now (laughs) i don't know if it's because i'm paying more attention to that stuff probably um but yeah, you know, I've seen the big ones. I've seen the Cronenberg movies. I've seen Black Christmas. Uh, mm. Those are just like generally big movies without the fact that they're Canadian. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's 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 pretty much the gist of it, I think. I've seen a couple yeah. of more like crazy cult movies where like now I know that they're Canadian, like <laughs> Things, for example. <laughs> which is a total brain melter of a movie uh what about you though like are you like a patriotic man dan yeah <laughs> does, a little like, like does watching canadian horror like bring a tear to your bespectacled hoser eyes yeah definitely <laughs> um my experience with it is is it goes back i would say to high school when i first started getting into weird movies and and B-movies and cult movies, and um, I found the website Canucksploitation. I think Paul, uh, who started that website, um, Paul Krupp, he, I think he started it in like 99 or 2000, and um, that would have been just when I was getting into high school and getting into those movies, so it was kind of cool to discover all that stuff, and my brother was the one that tipped me off to Black Christmas because we Mm. were both really big horror fans and he had seen Black Christmas before me and said like this is one of the best horror movies of all time you have to see it and it kind of became a thing that my family and I we would watch it every year at Christmas but um yeah from there I just kind of would dive into the Canucksploitation world I remember seeing stuff like The Gate and being like oh that was shot in Canada that's like a Canadian thing and (laughs) and then eventually you know, it just kind of became, I wanted to see as many Canucksploitation movies as I could, and it, I still haven't seen them all, but 
yeah, it just became something that th there's a there's a particular flavor to well, maybe there's a few different flavors to Canadian cult cinema. There's like the what the fuck movies like uh, <laughs> the things or the movies that we're going to talk about today. Mm. And then there's like, you know, there's some really cool cult sort of thriller stuff um, and sort of, you know, the, uh, there's some that are kind of like aping other genres. And then yeah. there's some that are just like, here's kind of like this unfiltered, wild, you know, yeah. <laughs> stuff. So it was definitely something that uh, became, you know, something I wanted to do more and more. And I know that there are others out there doing it. Yeah. Um, Justin DeClue writes a lot about Canadian cinema and why it's important to be watching it and looking at it and keeping it, you know, circulating. I know that he has recently uh, posted about some pre-The um, Mask horror movie mm. that apparently is basically lost, but... Um, generally, The Mask is one of the ones that people say is one of the first Canadian horror movies, but apparently there's even earlier ones that we cool. just can't see. It just sits in a library somewhere. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Well, I'm, I'm excited for this. Uh, yeah. Like, I don't know if, if you brought this topic on or, or it was my idea, probably like decided it together. Yeah. But like I said, you know, growing up in Europe, you don't really make that distinction like Canada and America. <laughs> it all feels like the same thing. So it's interesting to find out now that it's definitely its own thing. Uh, and yeah, just seemed like a fun project to, to dig into. Yeah. And and I just like that name as well, like Hoser Horror. It just, it sounds, <laughs> it sounds good. So yeah, <laughs> perfect excuse to like. With, yeah, with one Hoser host and one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I've been to Canada once, so. It's true. You've eaten poutine. <laughs> I have. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, the two movies we're talking about today, um, one of them was a high school find for me, and one of them was something that I didn't see until very recently. Mm -hmm. I kind of think that maybe we should start with the one that was a high school find for me, okay. which was The Pit from 1981, directed by Lou LeMann. Well, he's going through that difficult stage. Girls. Now, don't let that little perv get to you. Miss Livingston. Yes, you know. Oh, Miss Livingston. Pretty awful mess. What's left of her? I know where there's a huge hole in the ground. And at the bottom of the hole, down in the dark, there are some things. No one else in the whole world knows about them but you. She's pretty. Really pretty. Well, then, she's, she's just, just what, what we've been, been waiting, waiting for, isn't she? This is a movie that um, I discovered because of badmovies.org or bad-movies.org that was like that website was like my bible in high mm. school i would try and find every movie that was reviewed on it um then i was a member of their forums and <laughs> cool <laughs> yeah that was one of my like b movie like testing grounds and i remember we saw that the pit was on there and that it had this ridiculous plot about a, a boy who throws the people he doesn't like into a pit that has yeah. monsters in it <laughs> and so we found it on tape somewhere 
and it was a notorious tape for my friends and I because uh, it wrecked VCRs. Like my friend would watch it, and then the VCR would like eat like the tape, and then the VCR would never work again. Okay. And so my friend threw the tape out, and I'm so disappointed. I wish I still had it. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you see you you watched this recently after a first attempt, right? Yeah, I tried watching it, I think, last Halloween season-ish. Uh, I put it on, but... Uh, it's, <laughs> bounced it's, off it. It's, yeah, bounced off it a little. I wasn't hating it, but... Like, I was watching it with Michelle in the room, and she was kind of getting annoyed at the kid, because he's, <laughs> he's a creepo, you know? I, oh. I, I can't deny that. He's, he's mm. a little sexual predator yeah. uh, to be. Um <laughs> But yeah, I gave it another shot this time. Uh, like I always was intending intending to to go back to it mm-hmm. eventually. I do that a lot with horror movies, like or just yeah. movies in general. If they don't click at first, I'll I'll give them another shot uh, down yeah. down the road. Um, I did like it this time though. It's but it's such a. <laughs> where do you start with this movie there's so much to deal with <laughs> i know well the 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 screenwriter ian stewart mm. um wrote the film and it was originally called teddy and it was supposed to be like a real kind of you know look at this child who i believe in the earlier versions of the movie was 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 an autistic child okay and at some point, you know, it went from this movie that's about the like the life of an autistic child, and he has these trollologues and this you know bear that tells him to do these things, and it was very explicitly like this is what's going on in his mind. It's not real. And then at some point, it became like, no, it's going to be about monsters, and they're real. <laughs> yeah, but some stuff is real and some stuff isn't. So yeah. there's a lot left over from like the original script, but some stuff. Yeah, just got changed without thinking if it made sense to change yeah. that stuff. Even like depending on what the script script was going for, you know. Yeah, and and they I guess got rid of the kind of explicit nature of him being an autistic child, yeah. but they do kind of you know talk about him being different and he's a weirdo yeah. Yeah. and this kind of stuff. And it's played by this this actor Sammy <laughs> Snyder's. Yeah. Um, who puts in this wild performance. Oh, yeah. Totally. <laughs> like, just <laughs> one of the great all-time weirdo, like, bizarre performances. Definitely. It, yeah. But it, <laughs> effective for what it's going for. It is, it is. Um, like, the movie is just more memorable because of him. Uh, yeah. Like, if it was just a bland kid who, like, would just wouldn't have the delivery that he had and, and it, it just wouldn't work the same you know yeah and <laughs> i was looking up um whatever happened to him uh, yeah d- do you know did you um, look that up i think the exploitation review of this says that it is reported he is a dance and movement instructor yes. in toronto yes uh <laughs> i, I uh I ended up on his website uh, where you oh, can really? like book jazz dance classes in Toronto and stuff. So <laughs> I love it. And and he he even has in his in his bio like listed his his movie credits. So like oh, good. he's not ashamed of it. He's, yeah, he's, he's wearing that badge. You know, I so, like that. Yeah, that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, um, but the director, I guess, was the direct 
the president of the Directors Guild of Canada. Um, okay. So, uh, but this is the only movie Lou uh, has has directed. Yeah, I didn't see any other credits like on his letterbox yeah. page. Uh, yeah. I didn't look it into wasn't... it further, like on IMDb, if there's more credits there for like I don't know TV stuff, but. Yeah, I, I don't think so. Mm. It wasn't even really shot there in the only stuff that was shot in Toronto was sort of um I guess they've reshot a bunch of stuff with costumes uh on the monsters, the trollologs, yeah. because apparently they did some shooting with those monsters and did not like the way it looked. Yeah. <laughs> so that a lot of it takes place in what, like Wisconsin yeah, or something they, like that. Yeah, they shot I think the entire movie in Wisconsin. Yeah, um, but everybody in it is Canadian. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and that that's the thing I'm noticing happens often with like these Canadian exploitation movies. Like they want you to think it's taking place in the United States. Yeah, for some reason. Yeah, uh, there's maybe... this kind of weird ongoing thing in Canada in Canadian cinema. I mean, there's definitely a lot of examples of where it's like, no, this takes place in Toronto yeah. or whatever. But you mm. do see a lot of stuff that's not that way. Yeah. 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 I don't know why. I guess they thought, like, this will sell better in America if we don't say it's Canada. Yeah, I guess so. Must be that. Yeah. Like, a um, bigger market just there for, like, shitty horror movies. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so the gist of the movie is this boy who's kind of a troubled boy. He's going through puberty, so there's a lot of really kind of creepy stuff going on there. Mm. Um, with him spying on his, uh, what is it, his teacher? Or is it his... Uh, do you mean like the part where he's like taking pictures? Yeah, that, that was that's, so yeah, up. yeah. That's that's the worst scene. I think I, I turned I turned it off at that point uh, the first yeah. time I tried watching it. No doubt. Uh, yeah. It's uh, it's not the teacher. Is I think the librarian lady. The librarian, the, the blonde yeah. woman. Yeah, and yeah, th- that's that's a part that doesn't make sense either. Like, in my experience watching the movie, like. At a certain point, there's this ploy to take pictures of the librarian together to undress. But I don't know where it fits into the movie. I think that Teddy just wants him to do it. And I guess maybe that's supposed to be a representation of like his, you know, going through puberty and and his sexuality and coming out in really weird ways. Because a lot of this movie seems to be... Like, there, like, there's analysis I think you could do on this movie being, like, everybody he's putting in the pit is his problems. Yeah, and yeah, his, yeah. Monst- his internal monsters are dispatching of them or whatever. Except they're real. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> except they're real. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know, like, what that would ladder up to in terms of what the movie's trying to say, but... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's weird, like, at that point in the movie as well, um, like, the, the monsters in the pit, uh, mm-hmm. I didn't expect those monsters to be real in the first place and then there's like actual critters in the pit i'm like holy shit this is great yeah um, totally like at first you think the kid's just making everything up which was apparently originally the intention mm-hmm. of the movie and the kid he starts feeding them and at first i yeah. couldn't tell what he was feeding him it looked like books but it turns out it was just chocolate and they <laughs> yeah, were they were not having any of it apparently (laughs) and then he gets it in his head that he needs to feed them meat or someone tells them to do that and then the part with the librarian comes into play where he's Mm -hmm. taking pictures of her i'm like i'm like 
wait, how does this solve the meat issue? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't get it. But then, like you said, it turns out the pictures are for the teddy bear because he gives yeah, the I think so. he gives the pictures to the teddy bear, and the teddy <laughs> the teddy says like a real fucking creepo. I'm gonna look at these a lot. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> so creepy. I, I really like the stretch of the movie where he is buying meat from the butcher yeah. and saying that yeah. his mom needs the meat and that they're having a big party. And there's a really good line that I wish I could remember exactly, but he's kind of like, for people. The meat's for people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Just improvising there on the spot with the butcher. Yeah. Like, such a bullshit. Yeah. So bullshit the movie kind of goes along with him, like, he wheelchairs a lady in there. Oh, and... my God. <laughs> Yeah, first is the the wheelchair lady, and I I can't believe how many different scenes there there were of like yeah. people getting fed into the hole. Like uh, first he, first he actually tries stealing meat from like a a delivery van at the butcher's, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, which doesn't work, and then he tries to drag a cow, an actual cow, into the pit, and. And it's not working. And he's like actually bargaining with the cow. And he says like, look, my friend's got to eat too. You're going to yeah. end up meat anyway. <laughs> but, but then he yeah. like sort of grows a conscious and, and, and then it's off to chickens. But that fails too. Yeah. And then he figures, well, I know some shitty people. So yeah. And the people that have wronged. Yeah. Them. And the first person to get it is, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you remember, it's not the wheelchair lady. Is it the guy? No, it's the little girl with the with with the terrible terrible insults. Yeah. Ca oh, I love her insults. Yeah, calls him a funny person. <laughs> and and she says he she calls him clumsy stupid. Yeah, yeah. She said, "Well, if it isn't clumsy stupid." <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite. And I then love, we used to say that in high school. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> That's so good. And then she's the first person to get it, and mm -hmm. based on those insults, I'm like, yeah. I get it. Yeah. I get why she's the first one. <laughs> and there's like a guy who uh, he throws a football to and he falls in. Isn't that like, like the boyfriend of the, yeah. of the sitter or like the yeah, lady taking he's care a, of he's him? He's obsessed with his sitter. Yeah. And yeah, he, he dispatches of the boy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The whole movie is is very focused on his obsession with her, mm. um, which is two very creepy results with him like writing i love you on the mirror and lipstick yeah yeah yeah, yeah. bizarre so yeah. so gross <laughs> um yeah it just kind of goes on and my uh, i do really like that at a certain point they're like okay we need the movie to kind of escalate so eventually we'll just have him be like sorry i can't feed you anymore here's a rope i guess you can go do whatever yeah. you want now <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> he just like, like you could just leave them in yeah there. yeah but he gives them like a lifeline like okay go yeah like i'm he actually says like i'm all out of bad people so i can't feed you <laughs> anymore so here's a rope so you can climb out and eat whomever you like yeah and then that sort of happens for a little while yeah and yeah and it culminates with a really great scene of just like a bunch of dudes with guns yeah like around a hole like the canadian <laughs> rifle association <laughs> yeah <laughs> they've had enough <laughs> just firing into the hole take off you critters yeah but then we get a pretty sweet uh little twist ending we, we don't have to ruin it i guess if people want to go watch it but there's a fun little yeah that's little fun twist we no, we, we shouldn't spoil it, but that yeah. that that's a fun little kicker at the yeah. little stinger at the end. 
Totally. And that I guess maybe the what it's saying is like maybe you'll become somebody else's asshole. <laughs> <laughs> like Yeah. Like you think you're dispatching of all the bad people, but then you'll turn around and someone will be like, Now you're the bad person. Everyone's an asshole. To yeah. someone, I, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What was up with the music in this movie, though? <laughs> it's it's so all over the place. Like, yeah. half of it it's... is a horror movie. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like a horror movie. Yeah. But then at certain points, it's like fucking Swiss Family Robinson type bullshit. Yeah. And it's supposed to sound like a family movie, but it's about a kid feeding people to his bad monsters. Yeah, you know, if if it didn't have the nudity and some of the swearing, you know, yeah. I've I've seen people on Letterbox call it it feels say that it feels like a movie of the week, and it does have that kind of like, it, this is from nineteen eighty one, so we're still sort of feeling like the seventies. It almost has that late seventies, you know, after school special feeling. Yeah, what wasn't it like finished in in the late seventies, and then the release got delayed a little? Maybe I, I think I read something like that, and it makes sense. It definitely feels like that. If if so, then it has something uh, that will uh, mirror in our next movie. But because <laughs> oh, our next okay. movie had that happen to it, yeah. But yeah, yeah, the pit is one of those super weird. Yeah, like the tone is all over the place. Um, but in some regards, it's effective in the sense that like he's supposed to be a creep hmm. and he's supposed to be weird, and it rubs off on you in a really weird creepy way yeah because of the way that it kind of like queasily mixes these genres of like it feels almost like a 70s family movie but then it does it's yeah. really gross yeah. but then it's also fun monster movie yeah <laughs> with yeah. a psychic teddy bear who can sometimes even move on its own oh yeah like, like why does it does is 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 that not what does that mean yeah jesus <laughs> is the teddy bear alive how yeah <laughs> so many questions and yeah i wish there had been a sequel to this movie to be I honest i like, want to get the book it's based oh, is there on a book, book. Oh, oh, yeah okay. it was originally a book so i want to read the book i think Damn. the book was called teddy that should yeah. be interesting maybe yeah. it answers more questions yeah. <laughs> oh there's this one scene that i forgot to mention uh like in the very start of the movie, it's it shows like Sammy Snyder, uh, Jamie, mm-hmm. um, like in the classroom writing with chalk on the chalkboard because oh, yeah. he's like punished, like Bart Simpson, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, his, his teacher is like reading like this artful erotic photography book yeah. that she for some reason keeps in her classroom where she teaches grade schoolers. <laughs> Yeah. And they have like easy access to it apparently because she comes across this page and a lady's body has been cut out like of one of the yeah. photographs. And well, it's uh, turns out it was Jamie who did it. Yeah. And then the teacher goes to the library to return the book like and she asks the librarian, uh, can you fix the cutout? Yeah. And I'm just thinking how even yeah. how would you fix that uh, yeah, so, yeah oh yeah buy let, another book let me just consult my archive of naked lady cutouts no problem <laughs> eh? <laughs> yeah <laughs> don't worry about it <laughs> totally <laughs> oh, so much weird stuff there's going a lot on of unanswered questions in the pit yeah <laughs> i like it but, though i definitely yeah, like it I, uh, I think 
you gave it like what three stars yeah three stars yeah. Uh, i I, re- I really have a fondness for it mm. and i'm wondering if that's just the canadian in me or or what <laughs> yeah or maybe like your memories of it like for me it yeah. was the first time seeing it but you have that whole like discovering yeah. the movie mm-hmm. with you that, that helps you know yeah like definitely like i rewatch shit like mortal Kombat, and i'll go like yeah five stars because my <laughs> memories of that movie are like uh it's one of the yeah. few movies i saw like two or three times in the in the theater so yeah. you know it's it's so part of it <laughs> um Okay, well then, from The Pit from 1981, we'll come a few years into the future um, and check out a movie that was delayed. It was shot in the late 80s, and I believe it came out on video in in 1991, but uh, as for all intents and purposes online, it's known as uh, being released in 1989. Science crazed. Genetic scientist Dr. Wilbur Frank just couldn't leave well enough alone. He had to tinker with the miracle of creation. He's gone and made a big, bad baby. Now the endless halls of the Shelley Institute resound with the labored, terrifying scream of the creature. As he drags his pathetic, deformed leg along and along, constantly stalking his defenseless prey, persistently seeking yet another victim, unenduringly stumbling after people too stupid to run. Only Dr. Frank's brilliant, devoted, and very attractive assistants can stop the asthmatic fiend. Only the animal cunning and razor-sharp reflexes of Inspector McCoy can terminate the beast's existence. popular sort of what the fuck movie it gained a lot of speed in the last you know four or five years it kind of went from being relatively unknown i know that exploitation covered it pretty early on and uh i i also believe that there was a screening or something happened at like a fantastic fest where a bunch of people all watched it and it kind of started this mm sort of groundswell for it um that this this one sits alongside things Mm -hmm. in terms of being a really sort of fucked up movie but this is not um shot on video it is shot on 16 millimeter so it does get lumped in with that kind of stuff because it has that hazy warbly sort of dreamlike thing that happens with shot on video movies but Mm. this one is not um directed by ron switzer or switzer um and produced by his wife (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah shot Dream in toronto thing. in 89 released in 91 on video and was originally going to be called the fiend okay yeah um there is I a fiend is... in this movie for yeah sh- for sure <laughs> yeah uh the only film from ron um though i did find a post from vhs shit fest that claimed though he may have done another that got uh, that never was released yeah. called buzzsaw nightmares okay sounds good so i don't know about that but um yeah the funny thing about this is 
on the DVD that I have, which includes one of those inserts where you can like flip the new art over to the old art. Yeah. The old art is taken directly from the VHS, and so you can read the back of the of the original VHS, and Ooh. it and it claims that it's a spoof on the back of the original yeah, VHS. Yeah, that's a big thing I started wondering about in this movie. <laughs> like, is this movie being done facetiously, or is it a, like just a, it's tough. A, an inept amateur movie? I just yeah. I just couldn't tell because there's scenes that. Um, well, okay, so this is a movie that um, you may think has been shot, a, like they've shot a certain amount of footage, and you might just wonder, like, well, we got to get this in 90 minutes, so we're going to yeah. use that footage over yeah. and over and over again. It, it just feels like someone found a bunch of raw, unconnected yeah. camera footage and slapped some music on, a title on <laughs> it. like Almost like someone made, a, made this movie on a dare to, like, yeah. not edit it down at all. <laughs> Yeah, like, um, so the bulk of the movie takes place in the apartment building that Ron Schweitzer uh, lived in, oh. but then there's kind of, like, stuff at the beginning um, that ties the movie into Frankenstein, because the there's a guy named Dr. Yeah. Frank, and he works at the Shelley Institute, and oh. he's gonna make a woman have this you know baby and the baby's gonna be a monster and it turns into the fiend you know i i didn't even tie that stuff together but i do <laughs> have in my notes that science craze is like what if the frankenstein monster made a frankenstein movie but yeah. it's about himself and it's like yeah. set in the 80s and he's not so much frankenstein he's more like a mummy who did like the ice bucket challenge with cram cranberry sauce yeah and he has like costume shop spock ears <laughs> and, and that's it yeah yeah <laughs> not doesn't look like he does on the cover yeah that cover looks really. great actually the cover is dope but there's none of that in the movie <laughs> yeah um yeah so that's the opening we get all these people kind of talking about experiments and this happens and the fiend comes out and the fiend is like a guy in a white t-shirt with some rips in it and a hole cut around the nipple and he's got <laughs> yeah cranberry sauce all over him and like bandages on his face you don't see his face um but otherwise just looks like a dude yeah it's like, just a dude clothes. like even yeah. i think like the first time that you see him not his face necessarily but you see like there's this like prolonged scene as there are many many scenes in this movie <laughs> of like a, a guy's body that's just like breathing breathing convulsing but the yeah you say breathing but it sounds like someone's just blowing into a mic like really close <laughs> and hard you know yeah <laughs> just really distorted yeah. like uh and at that point i didn't realize i was supposed to be the monster and then yeah i guess it is that's the guy totally yeah <laughs> just, just some guy having a hard time breathing yeah. and will continue to have a hard time breathing for the rest of the film <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh god as we see tons of footage of him walking down hallways towards who we assume he will kill for about eight minutes. <laughs> yeah, at least. Yeah, because the first <laughs> thing that happens after that introduction stuff is he's on his way down a hallway and there's two women doing an aerobics sort of workout routine. Oh my god! We go, we go from them doing that to him and his legs in the hallway like kind of dragging down the, the hall heavy breathing yeah. back to them dancing or whatever doing their aerobics back to him 
for pretty literally like six, seven minutes. I feel like it was even longer. It just yeah. keeps on going and going. It's just like, there's not even any tension, you know? Like, it's just no. endlessly droning synthy music. <laughs> and the camera keeps cutting back and forth between Limpy Guy and yeah. and aerobics girls. And then at one point, <laughs> <laughs> it's like the cameraman get, got bored and he just, like, zooms in on, like... Basically, Canadian Linnea Quigley's ass. Yeah. And it's just... They use that shot twice as well. Yeah. <laughs> like, this this scene just keeps on going. I, I legit thought I was losing my mind. I was getting all giggly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, my notes at this point are just like, what is this? What is this? Yeah. <laughs> what is real anymore? And yeah. and I was only, like, halfway at that point. And yeah. it, it just it feels like it might be six or seven minutes, but it feels oh, like... Yeah at least double it feels like 50 minutes and yeah and And that's where you start thinking like okay it says it's a spoof on the back so it are we to believe that the kind of extending of this scene past the point of you know ridiculousness is that a joke in and of itself or is it just we needed to make up the time yeah and i don't know yeah same it's it's so hard to tell like it's yeah it's not really ever played for laughs so that yeah. makes me think it's bullshit but yeah they were self-aware enough to like put that yeah. shit on the cover though so what's up with that yeah like i've seen people on letterbox say i think there's a review on there by matt lynch where he says like you know the the draw drawing out of a length of the length yeah. of these scenes is is so deliberate like it ha- it can't be somebody who doesn't know what they're doing yeah but i don't yeah. know i think maybe it could be <laughs> yeah it's um, it's it's also almost like you know like the pauses and just the general pacing in this movie like it's also mm-hmm. it almost becomes like tiresome but then it becomes yeah. fun again and then <laughs> you don't want it to end and then it does end and it's yeah. it's just like like a glass cage of emotions you know <laughs> yeah and then and, it, at certain points it does legit feel like they're playing a joke on you yeah for being an idiot who like slasher <laughs> movies where nothing yeah. happens <laughs> yeah that's one of the things on so i watched the dvd from videonomicon i watched the commentary with paul Krupp and josh johnson who directed rewind this which is a great documentary oh cool yeah i've seen that um but so they kind of mentioned that they kind of posit that this movie is is an anti-slasher yeah. and their kind of analysis is that it stretches all of the stuff out of like a regular slasher, which is the sort of like stalking of somebody Mm -hmm. to like a ridiculous length. But then once they finally get to the victim, like in that aerobic scene, it just cuts to a montage of hallways. Yeah. And then we cut back and they're laying on the ground. Like you don't even get to see a murder, (laughs) you know? And there's another one later where it happens in silhouette on a wall. You don't actually see. Yeah. This movie's not even gore. Like there's no gore. No, no. Not at all. No, that was not really like, at all. Really surprising. Yeah. Uh, like there's no like gratification that you get in horror movies. They're just like blue balling you the entire time. <laughs> totally. And that's I think that's why it's so to me it's so fascinating in that way where I don't know if that's intentional or not, but if it is intentional, it's kind of brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. True. <laughs> yeah. And it does have that sort of like hazy like you you were saying like the all the music and Mm. just the way the movie washes over you it has that kind of like fucked up you know (laughs) yeah just feeling 
the music was kind of great though in this movie oh yeah like absolutely <laughs> and, and also the way they use it like there's scenes where the where the music will just start and then fade away instantly like someone made <laughs> made a mistake playing the music yeah whoops and just as if you couldn't cut that out entirely because you're making this movie on a dare without adding it it's just <laughs> like instantly burned onto the tape and that's it that's just a mistake yeah <laughs> yeah eventually it does kind of go from him stalking around to introducing you know a detective character yeah. and they're gonna try and find him and stuff um which brings us to a bunch of scenes where um everybody is shot uh with nothing but a single light and you get all the silhouettes on their face but just a black background and on the document on the uh commentary track they mentioned that that was because they only had a single light to use to light the entire movie <laughs> okay. and that maybe they were doing that so that you wouldn't know that they were just continuing to shoot in the same room over and over again. Yeah. Um, cause the only locations in the movie are really, there's like hallways, there's some like rooms that are clearly just in that apartment building, yeah. like the dance studio and stuff. Yeah. And then there's a pool. There's scene, a pool. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much it. Yeah. And some apartments in that building. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and maybe the pool was in that building. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's very, it has that very, like you were saying, it has the, the feeling of a dare, but it also has the feeling of like, oh, we got to make a movie. What do we, well, I live here. There's some stuff here we can use. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go upstairs and we'll use that room over there. <laughs> that kind of like resourcefulness. Yeah. Just, just, <laughs> Yeah. I was thinking, like, you know how in most horror movies, like, people get killed because they're slacking off or just being mm -hmm. slow? Like, this takes that to the extreme, to the point it becomes a joke, <laughs> basically. Like, these people are all literally waiting around for yeah. this guy to come. And if he, if he isn't coming yet, then they'll just keep doing what they're doing sitting until around. he comes. <laughs> yeah, sitting in the pool doing pretty much nothing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or doing an extremely long dance. There's, there's this <laughs> one lady at the pool who's, like, I think she's like reading Time magazine and yeah. she comes across a page and there's a naked lady in Time magazine. And I'm not sure that <laughs> was a thing in Time magazine. <laughs> yeah. Is and that is Time magazine? Is that like <laughs> I don't know. I'm taking up your time. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. We found another clue. <laughs> I think we just cracked this thing wide open. <laughs> yeah. With the lady's reaction as well to the to the magazine, she, like she sees a naked lady and she's shocked absolutely yeah. shocked and maybe she's shocked because there, there's not supposed to be a naked lady in time magazine i don't know <laughs> yeah I'm just trying to make sense of this shit <laughs> yeah i do uh feel really sad that we didn't get the follow-up that gets promised in the credits oh was there a follow-up oh, promise yeah, did i miss the, that when it, what's what's the, promise? the credit over the credits it says like the fiend will return in return of the fiend oh my god <laughs> yeah it's one of those like he's coming back you know and then, no that, that has to be like i was watching it just as science craze i think yeah i think those titles were on the yeah on the version i watched and it would be really weird to get that like the fiend will return and return of yeah. the fiend or whatever yeah. i'm like Wait a minute, wasn't I watching Science Craze? Yeah. <laughs> What's The Fiend? Who's The Fiend? Yeah. <laughs> I wish that had happened. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I watch it. Uh, yeah. I did not regret watching this movie. No. Um, 
it's, it's yeah just one of those movies i remember just like browsing letterbox horror movies uh yeah seeing all the cult horror movies and it's a cover that like really stuck with me and i did not expect it to be this kind of thing at all um like i i wasn't ever bored i want to say but it, it's just a it's an experience watching this movie <laughs> Yeah, it's <laughs> it, it fits in with things like things. Yeah, or, yeah, you know, absolutely. I'm trying to, what are some other ones like that? Um, oh, uh, elves maybe. Elves maybe. Well, the elves is is more like I don't remember like elves happen. very well, but uh, things happen in elves. Maybe sledgehammer. Like. Yeah, sledgehammer. Yeah. There's one. Is it called Bloodbeat? I haven't seen Bloodbeat, but apparently yeah. that's like a really. Um, it's really plays by its like own it. rules kind of horror yeah. movie <laughs> yeah it's it's very weird very like surreal kind of washes over you kind of movie yeah like this yeah um what about the canadian identity of science craze though there's a is that is science craze the one that just has a telephone book it has a telephone book uh, and it's, I think, yeah. I showed you like a screenshot and you said, yeah, that's a Toronto font, uh, yeah, phone Yeah, I think maybe it was like a, a Toronto version of the Yellow Pages or something yeah. along those lines. Okay. Um, yeah, definitely see, you can see that in there. Yeah. But in terms of like the Canadianness of it, it doesn't scream Canada outside of the fact that it fits in with, the, with movies like things. Yeah, like yeah, it yeah. has that kind of we want to be a horror movie but we don't necessarily know how to execute that yeah. kind of vibe there's also the accents though yeah <laughs> there's some good i mean some good hosers yeah i mean like okay it's, it starts off and like i think the detective character where he's like a marshal i don't know uh yeah it's like in one of the first scenes and he has this really really or maybe it's another character i don't remember but someone with like a really bad fake like almost Texan accent yeah. to make you think again it's an American movie <laughs> and again this identity crisis or, or yeah. like just we have to be American um, and then the rest of the movie is just well that part as well it's so yeah. ADR like everything's just dubbed yeah. in afterwards they didn't, they didn't shoot any sound for this movie yeah uh, that, that gives it something special as well like watching that yeah. kind of movie almost feels like you're watching like a like a bad Italian movie, uh, they yeah. never record with sound as well, like back in the day. Um, or like when I watch like a Hong, uh, Hong Kong movie that's dubbed, it gives mm-hmm. the movie something um, like a special quality. I, I don't know mm-hmm. how to put it, you know, it, it's, it feels a little faker than it should be, but I enjoy <laughs> that. Like it, it just adds to the camp, campiness yeah. of it. You know, it's it's also funny, and this maybe goes in with the spoof thing, but it almost feels like um, the the dubbing over is a joke in some scenes. Yeah, there's scenes where the director on the on the commentary, uh, one of them, one of the two guys on the commentary, said that some of the like women in the pool scene mm. are being dubbed over by Ron himself. Yeah. So he's like, "Hey, over!" And, like doing a woman's okay, voice. Okay, yeah, totally, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny <laughs> in a weird way so like maybe some of that was that humor of like i don't know why but i just feel like that kind of idea of like dubbing over everything would blend to like being funny about it i don't know yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's also yeah. in the in the aerobic scene uh when those girls they're like working out but they're yeah they're like 
like bantering a little bit while they're working out and yeah. they're like gotta lose some weight there and <laughs> l like i said before this one girl she's basically like she looks like linnea quickly so no you don't have to lose <laughs> weight please stop losing weight <laughs> and they're just like uh little bits of dialogue that just slip in there i don't remember yeah. if those were dubbed in or not or just like yeah, slipped through yeah. the cracks maybe just dubbed over yeah you know they're like think i'm losing some weight now like they repeat that and yeah and the other girl <laughs> says yeah i think so eh? <laughs> i'm like okay yeah that's uh that's uh yeah. we did <laughs> that's a giveaway <laughs> talk about the there's the scene with the woman at the desk oh my god where she's just caught like talking forever and it just keeps zooming in and out on her D do you mean the one who's like just naming every yeah. country in the world yeah oh my god i love that scene that's so good <laughs> that and the aerobic scene <laughs> aerobic scene are just classics insane and and there's yeah. another scene like that where i think one of the assistants of like dr frank uh they, they find like a body or whatever and they call the police and it goes like like they they uh they phone the police they say police and there's a uh, the police picks up say police and there's a five second wait basically before the next line i run report a murder and there's another five second wait and it goes on yeah. like that a conversation like the pauses are insanity in that movie yeah and and also it's, with uh, the lady naming the countries like she names countries but she leaves like 10 second pauses between every country and she lists like <laughs> i don't know must be like 40 different countries so yeah <laughs> it's enough it just it, it drives so you insane funny. but you're kind of having fun <laughs> yeah. going insane <laughs> i also don't know um if there's any meaning behind this but on the cover yeah and you'll also notice this on the uh, poster, on the letterbox. Uh, it, the, the tagline is, something is very wrong in research and development, but the yeah. R's are backwards. Okay. And I don't, it, it's a very, like, specific choice of, like, I don't know why the, that was done that way, or if it was, like, you know, like, something's oh, wrong. Yeah. Like, it's supposed to be, like, sold through the, like, text that, like, this is wrong. Some The R's are backwards. That's, that's a... But yeah, it's weird it's very little weird. touch yeah i'm yeah. looking at the poster now like wrong, wrong looks like it says w10ng <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> looks like ones instead of r's like on the yeah. on this blurry cover that i'm seeing <laughs> <laughs> um i definitely will say that the dvd that video nomicon put out is really cool it has an interview with uh one of the stars oh cool um it has like a q a from i guess shock stock in 2014 um there's some other interviews yeah and um there's the commentary with uh paul Krupp of canucks Exploitation and rewind this josh johnson it's pretty cool um it doesn't you know it, it's science crazed it is uh not the prettiest movie in the world and it's not the kind of uh, dvd where it's been you know like remastered in an amazing way yeah but i was wondering it about doesn't that need to be. like uh, <laughs> it hasn't had like a blu-ray release or like this dvd no. is as good as it'll get probably yeah okay. i think so okay unless somebody like has the 16 millimeter yeah, maybe maybe. They, maybe they did take this from that i don't know vinegar but, syndrome yeah <laughs> listen um it's it's great it is uh it'll change your life <laughs> <laughs> you'll maybe think of starting a podcast after yeah. after watching this you'll movie. have a, a pre-science crazed post-science crazed life <laughs> true 
Absolutely. Um, yeah. Do you think these two movies, The Pit and Science Crazed, are are essential, uh, you know, movies for Canadian film fans? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. This this I couldn't have thought of a better start. Like in terms yeah. of like, okay, you can go to the Cronenbergs and all that stuff, but mm-hmm. you know, everyone knows those movies. You don't need to like yeah. dig into Canadian uh horror movies or cinema specifically to get to those but yeah. these are like prime examples of uh yeah y- yeah you and gotta see them <laughs> i think so we're just i get like i said off the top we're gonna kind of do whatever we sort of feel in terms of order um but i do know that like you've seen things and i've seen things yeah. and We'll probably have to talk about that at some point, yeah. but it definitely also feels like one of the, these movies have all been talked about a little bit, True. but there's definitely some that I'm excited to see for the first time. And I think I, I made a list on Letterboxd uh, yeah. and I think we, we go back as far as The Mask, which is the 60s. Yeah. And that's, that's um, a little. Uh... So we'll have to cover that as well. Yeah. But yeah. Maybe even very soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and if we do something like we'll, you know, if we talk about Black Christmas, we'll probably try and, uh, you know, put it put it t- together with something that isn't as as known. Yeah, totally. Try not to do like two of the big biggest hits in one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe around Christmas time. Yeah. See what else is there. Well, there is. Uh, I, I'm calling it now. We could do our Christmas time, and it could be uh, Black Christmas and Ghost Keeper. Oh, I haven't seen Ghostkeeper yet. Ghostkeeper from 81, I love it. Okay. It's so Canadian. Okay, sweet. It's just like Can't people wait. waiting around in waist-deep snow for the whole movie. <laughs> sweet. Cozy. Sounds real cozy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sweet. So that's Hoser Horror, you know, our first uh, entry into our ongoing sub-series on Notes from the Back Row. We'll do it again. Um, otherwise, you can go to notesfromthebackrow.com. Uh, no, is it back dash row back dash row dot com? Yep. Um, and you can follow us on all of the social media: Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at back row cineblog. Um, there's lots of really good stuff on the website right now. Um, lots of great articles. I know Jenna did a review of her smell. Um, what Veronica did a double feature of uh, movies where men are you know lost in nature relying on their masculinity yeah i think so even, cool. even more than a double feature i think she covered yeah, like maybe, yeah. three maybe movies or yeah yeah hearts of darkness movies that pit humans against nature yeah check it out so you want to go and read those 100 percent. totally yeah and then otherwise we'll see you next time in the back row yo bye bye <laughs> <laughs>